You need them to tell you what they need and identify their problem. You can't tell them. Granted, 90% of the problems are always the same, but everybody tells me, and everybody will tell you, well, we're unique. I, you probably, you are unique in your feelings. I agree. But as far as the problems, you're, you're seeing a lot of the same issues that everybody else does because it's, those are real world problems. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Sean Lotto is the head evangelist at ConnectWise, which is essentially the leader of the voice of the channel. So if you're in the channel communities, you have heard of this big and great and amazing company. That is why you probably are confused. What does this title evangelist really mean? Now, you focus and take pride in your relationship first. And that's really what's exciting about this individual that we have on board is not only does he understand the channel, not only does he understand the product that he's working with, but he understands you in the community. ConnectWise is the industry leader in IT software, services, resources, and they're also the community for managed service providers and value-added resellers. That's a tongue twister, but essentially, it doesn't matter who you are and what you do. If you're in the IT space, this is the community for you, for education, for products, and for knowledge. And that's why we have our special guest here today. Not only has he built this community up, but he's built up many, many other communities. And if you're a SaaS vendor and you have a great product out there, you're going to need somebody like this special guest that we have on today. You can actually connect with him at probably 20 or 30 different tech conferences throughout the year. This guy lives on a plane. I don't know if he travels more than me, but I think he does. And when I say he travels more than me, I'm at every conference. He's at every conference. When I see him there, he has actually got a group of people around him. He always has all these MSPs around him. Today, we have Sean Lotto. He was previously the VP of Channels of OIT VoIP. He actually built that practice, built up the community. He's now the evangelist at ConnectWise. I want to have him come on board and tell you what that title really means. But if you think about the evangelist, the word of it, the televangelist, people on TV, they get everybody excited. Everybody shows up to the room. Everybody wants to hear what this person has to say. And then he gives them direction. It's one thing to talk, but it's another to get direction on how to grow your business. Look, he's on many podcasts. He's on learning from smart people. He's on the YouTube channel Maven MSP live class. He's actually on Jennifer Bleem's podcast series as well. This guy is everywhere. If he's not on the plane, he's living behind a camera, teaching, educating, and then sharing his knowledge with the community. Sean, welcome to the Twins Talking Up podcast. Well, thank you. I don't know how I'm going to live up to what you just gave me, um, but thank you for having me. And now I'm I'm very excited and intimidated all at the same time. Uh, I don't think you ever really think about the amount of work you do or things you're involved in as you're doing it. You just get so engrossed in it. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. John, this is David. And from time to time throughout our recording, you're going to hear my twin and I introduce ourselves. That's more for our listening audience. And I'll say this as an evangelist as well, but more from a spiritual religious standpoint, we're all evangelizing to some extent or another, but the fact that you can sit there and say, 
I did not realize tells me your servant heart. And I love that. Now, before we get started and talking about your focus at ConnectWise, Sean, you're looking pretty dapper today. And for those that are listening today, you can't see this, but I'll share this with you. Sean is looking really dapper today. His beard is growing in really, really well, and it grows fast. And I have to throw this out there because my twin and I struggle because we can't grow beards. So Sean, tell the audience about why you and other channel leaders shave your beards. <laughs> well, first, you guys look good clean shaven. Let's be clear. I, I, on the other hand, don't look right without the facial hair. Um, so it's a necessary um, accessory to my life. And so, uh, so there were about, there were 17 of us. Uh, it started off as a small group of people, Matt Lee and, and Ian Richardson were the kind of guys that kicked it off and Ian Richardson can't grow a real beard. So it's even funnier. The fact that he was a big part of this. Um, we, they decided they wanted to do something for charity, right? They, and for those that Matt Lee, he literally looks like he should be on Lord of the Rings in a cave digging, you know, he has the beard down to, basically to his belly button. We decided to do a charity event. Uh, 17 people agreed to shave their beards, really good beards, by the way. And, uh, the goal was to raise a hundred thousand dollars and to create a big, you know, spectacle of ourselves at IT Nation Connect last year is what it boiled down to. And by the way, ConnectWise really put, they put their face on for this. They really helped out and made sure this was a successful event, uh, at Connect, but the goal was to raise a hundred thousand dollars before we got there. We ended up raising over $200,000 for multiple charities. Um, and I'll tell you what, it was, it was a lot of fun work, um, it was a humbling experience many times over as you kept going, because especially when it came down to the witching hour of shaving your face, I was like, when we were orchestrating the schedule for when we were going to have our faces shaved at Connect, I was like, dude, I have to do it on the last day because nobody's going to know who I am. And I have things I have to do. If I'm some random person gets on stage or like, who is this guy talking to us? I was completely clean shaven, right? I then walked the solution pavilion and not one person said anything to me. It was the one of the only times I walked through the solution building where nobody said hi. So I actually loved it. I just put my hat on. I put my backpack on. I looked like any average MSP walking the floor, <laughs> like nothing different about me. Nobody knew me. I was incognito for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, That's amazing. That mm -hmm. is amazing. This is Danny. I, I think that is so true because uh, when you guys were doing it, I didn't even recognize you. I, I, <laughs> I thought that was quite hilarious. I'm glad you were able to raise a lot of money. It was a great purpose, great charity. I hope that you guys keep that up every year. I, I hope you do it every single year. It's a it's a great opportunity. One, because now we can play the guessing game. Who is this person <laughs> that's in front of me? <laughs> well, that, so that seriously, like, so if you guys didn't get a chance to see, like, they were recording live while we were doing it. Right? Yeah, we had the yeah. barber set up, and then they had the the uh, the reveal camera, right? And I didn't know, like, I was busy working, so I didn't get to see anybody else really get. I saw them after they got off and saw their face and looked weird. But I didn't know that they were putting like a camera in your face, basically. It was a great event. I was happy to be part of it. And we're looking to see what we can do, hopefully do something again like that this year. Just not sure. We can't grow our facial hair back that fast for everybody to get a big rail. So let's pick some more people in the community, but have them shave their head bald and have That's some shave their, shave their beards. And then the following year, we'll have uh, like drastic transformation, something right. else. But I love that. I agree. I tried that. I was talking to guys overseas that were like we love this can you do this here i'm like why don't you guys shave your heads because they all clean shave i'm like and they're all like no we're good i'm like they're worried they're not going to look good bald like you all right not I, everyone has a smooth bald. i'm head. fortunate why well, shave every day man i have to shave this every day because it's not thick enough to keep and it looks you know i i, I don't want to be the eighth grade math teacher with a come over <laughs> <laughs> hey that's that's coming back in style trust me <laughs> now, everything now, sean um one of the great things about being advantages is that 
not only do you understand the people in the community, but you also have to understand your products somewhat as well because you have to explain it to them. Can mm -hmm. you describe the solution sets that ConnectWise provides to the MSPs and why they should leverage these in order to run their business more operationally efficient? Sure. I, so the position I always take for me to digest is I always put things in business continuity, practical terminology, right? I, that way it's not, you never want to get into the world of talking in-depth feature sets. And you know, because if you do that, you can't have a valuable conversation and it's going to take me five years to explain every bit of one product, right? But at the end of the day, and we'll talk about ConnectWise itself, you know, and let's reframe even ConnectWise too. ConnectWise has done a transformation into this almost what's like an IT supply chain company now, right? And, and the reason why MSPs work with us and vendors work with us is because of this. We're providing the ability to, yes, we have this, we have SaaS. That's where we started, right? We knew that. And the SaaS was involved with RMM and PSA and all that good stuff, which, but again, then during the years of acquisitions that ConnectWise did, like ITG, which is now Evolve, now you have pair groups. So now we're not talking about just, just product. We're talking about you know, uh, an experience to develop your your skill set to understand and identify where you are to grow as a, to grow as a business, right? And then we add on cybersecurity, right? So now we do cybersecurity. Now, I don't want to get in the weeds of cybersecurity because depending on who you ask, cybersecurity they all say the same thing because there's a lot of marketing buzzwords. But the reality is, it's not a one size fits all with any of the technologies in the space. If you really break it down and say, hey, I want to be an MSSP and I want to provide all the securities I can, you have to talk to multiple vendors because they all do a different piece in this, right? Just like anything else. When you go to the grocery store, you don't just buy toilet paper. Your kids aren't eating toilet paper, right? They're, you're, that's for one thing. You're, and you're not just buying milk. You're, it takes, there's an actual grocery list and that's the same thing that we provide. And so we've turned into, I said, we're uh, going back to the IT supply chain company concept, everything from a service oriented with Evolve to us physically creating products and distributing to MSPs, clear to offering a marketplace with our vendors so they have the ability to shop and pick the vendors that have been vetted by us for the most part, because they have to do certain things. We even have an invent program where they have to do integrations and follow certain roles. So you know that they're up to par with ConnectWise. So we've done all those. And last but not least, even going into the outsourced help desk offering that we have. So you can make us, for a lack of a better term, you can make us a one-stop shop for almost all your needs, because you're actually going to go into, if, if we don't do it, there's a vendor in our marketplace that does it too to complement it. So again, let's look at it in that perspective as business continuity as a whole and saving time. It's exactly why Amazon is successful. It's exactly why DoorDash is successful. It is a simple way to order so you can stick to your day-to-day -day and not be caught up in the weeds on things that you don't care about. You care about them, you need them, but you don't really want to deal with it because that's not your skill set. This is Danny again, and I appreciate you bringing that up, uh, Sean, because I definitely see the transition and the transformation that ConnectWise is doing to make sure they continue to stay relevant, stay in the front, and being innovative. We are actually in the process, and I know you probably don't know this, to have two of our products into the marketplace as well. Nice. Uh, so we have a lead generation marketing automation solution product with the chatbot integration um, into, into the CRM that we do. And that's, uh, I think it's going to be another six more months to get that cleaned up and vetted to be listed in the marketplace. And the second thing we have is our learning library uh, with the public speaking, leadership training, leadership development, uh, all these additional courses that we have that's also in the marketplace. And good news about that, that's probably about three months away now because it's a huge vetting process. It's not just having a product saying ConnectWise, sell it. They have a humongous back end 
to make sure it works, integrate, to make sure that it's secure, to make sure that MSP purchases the product, they're not going to be breached. So there's all this back and stuff. And man, I thought it'd be easy to put my product there. Give me, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you every month and I'm done. No, it takes a long time to make sure it gets done right. And it does. unless you're you know, a hundred million dollar company, you don't have a full team of engineers to do it for you. So right now it's another six months to get the uh, marketing automation product, which I'm great because we'll, we'll be in the, the marketplace uh, along with uh, a couple of the other marketing vendors you guys have there. And then we have our learning library, which a lot of the people will want to leverage as, as well to train up their own employees and, and technicians and staff. So really excited that you guys brought that up because that is so true. You could spend three weeks explaining everything ConnectWise is doing, but really what you just said is they have a lot of great products. They have a great marketplace. You come in, you can learn about the products. You can learn to take advantage of all the stuff that they have, but also the peer groups to help grow your business, to help grow yourself as an entrepreneur. And like, you can't explain that in, in one minute. You actually have to sit down with the business owner, understand yeah. where he or she at, and then you can actually put into places what exactly they need in order to scale their business. And that's why they hired you, Sean. That's your job. You understand Absolutely. them. You get them. You know what it's like to build a practice. And so they need you to be the evangelist to go and explain not the 10,000 products, but exactly what that MSP needs at that moment to scale their business and their practice and to make sure they show up to these conferences, the roadshows, IT Nation, ConnectWise, all the stuff that you're talking about, because that's what's going to help them grow their business. So thank, thanks for doing that. Absolutely. And honestly, it's fun to do. I don't care what anybody says. I, you talk about me having a group of MSPs around, they're my friends. They are like, they, there's a difference when you're in corporate America and when you're a business owner, right? In SMB that, you know, in corporate America, and if you're talking to the executives, they understand because they're running the business, right? But if you're talking to a 24-year-old, you know, out of college employee that just started in corporate America, they they know their specific job. As long as they do their job, they get their paycheck, right? And that's how they think about it. Now you go, you switch it over to small business owners and MSP specifically, because that's my space. And you're talking to a 24-year-old business owner, right? He loved IT and he happened just or his dad had it and he just started doing it. How many of them I asked, why did you start your own business? And I'm like, well, I just fell into it. How many of them told me that? I, I love technology and I just started doing stuff. And somebody said, hey, can you fix this? And I didn't. All of a sudden I just kept doing it and here I am. And But then once they get older, the conversation changes. It's a real raw conversation. Instead of talking about, we have to just hit our KPIs and the P&L has to be important for, you know, to present to the executives. It is, my daughter has to go to college. I have to pay for a wedding. I have to make sure I do these things. And they're also very good friends with their clients. So it's very relatable in a conversation. And you're having a real conversation immediately. There's there's no long play to it. It is, where are you now? And it's talk about your journey. And, and I'll tell you what, my time at ConnectWise, it'll be a year. It's a year mm -hmm. this month that I'll be with ConnectWise. And they uh, the people that I work with have a great understanding of it. They love what they see, they they love the MSPs. They work with them. They're, they're so like I don't. You take your pick. Whether you're talking about the people in Evolve, or you're talking about our partner relationship management people, or you're talking about the account managers, the ones that have been around for a long time, they understand it, and they do a good job with it. And I, and it's impressive to see, especially a big company like this that's gone through so many changes, that they're able to still excel at what they do. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode. Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce 
that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs, let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. John, this is David, and I appreciate all the things that you've been sharing about how you position your conversation depending on your audience. And that's part of being an evangelist. That's part of being able to connect. You're not just preaching one solution, one idea, one, you want to call it dream. You're actually connecting. And part of being an evangelist is connecting. You're preaching, you're teaching, you're educating. And then ultimately what you do as an evangelist, you convert. And that's what you're talking about. So Absolutely. I want to ask you about your approach to strengthening the strategic partnerships that you developed there at ConnectWise. People don't realize that there's an art. It's not just to say, hey, here's who we are. Here's how awesome we are. You've got to strengthen and build connections because a lot of partners want to know what's in it for them. So talk about the approach you take, Sean, with strengthening and growing the partnerships that you guys have. Sure. So I am a firm believer. We all find success together. Okay. Um, I learned a long time ago, I, you know, I started off in the sales world and when you're in sales, you're constantly pitching, right? You're constantly elevator pitching. That's it. It becomes, it's ingrained no matter what you do. I mean, hell, I'm even pitching. Let's go get drinks to my friends. I mean, it's a pitch always. Right. And I came to find out that I don't always have to pitch myself. I can pitch you guys. I can introduce people. So when we use the word partnerships, it is a partnership. You know, I may not be able to personally directly help you, but you know, David, you can indirectly help Danny and I'm going to make that introduction. Now you have success. Guess what? You'll probably get me a Christmas card. I'll be happy to receive one. Right. And, and that's all I care about at the end of the day, you know, like, and, and so when you're talking about strengthening your relationships and your partnerships, it is a relationship. I focus on relationships first. It's never about me first. It's about you first. You know, when I teach sales trainings with, when I hire, when I run sales teams and I have sales employees, I always talk about, be the counselor, be the counselor first. You need them to tell you what they need and identify their problem. You can't tell them granted 90% of the problems are always the same, but everybody tells me, and everybody will tell you, well, we're unique. I probably, you are unique in your feelings. I agree. But as far as the problems, you're, you're seeing a lot of the same issues that everybody else does because it's, those are real world problems. And so, but you have to, I have to ask you and you have to tell me, and then I have to see how I can help you and curate your experience. And that's the difference. It's not just a one size fits all. 
It is to a degree with many things, but it's still, again, back to, I can't help you, David, but Danny can, you know, and, and then I give you Danny and you guys, are, and Hey, if you guys need help from me, by all means. And, and it's about being a servant leader too. You should never go into something saying, Hey, I want, like, I don't, I talked about having employees, but they didn't work for me. I worked for them. That's how this works. Don't make any mistake about it. When you start thinking that they work for you only, it, it is not that way. It is, it is a bi-directional relationship. My job, me hiring you or, or me being hired as your leader, as, and, and I use the word leader, not manager, because you're supposed to lead, not manage. Manage happens. It's a byproduct. Yep. But you, when you're leading, it is, I'm here for you to make you successful. Because if I make you successful, I'm going to be successful anyway. It's, again, another byproduct. I don't want anybody walking away feeling unfulfilled from being around me, that they didn't get something. Not saying every relationship works because that's impossible, right? Not everybody jives. But at the end of the day, there's not a person that will work for me that says he didn't bust his butt to help me. And he and I won't do, I won't tell you to do something I won't do myself first because I want to know what I'm doing first. I don't want to give you some unlawful order that makes zero sense. You know, scale that wall while making 100 phone calls a day so you can get sales. That's impossible, right? So how do we make it happen? And I don't want to, but also not because I'm so kind about everything. Let's be clear. It's because I enjoy being successful. I love winning. I love competing. And I want everybody to feel that way with me at everything we do, because you shouldn't start something to not win. All right. This is Danny. And one of the things that stands out is that you're a leader who gets the privilege to manage. And you also said another thing that was really important earlier is that people actually will buy from you first before they buy from your organization. And too many times I see organizations have the right marketing message and wonder why is this not working? Because your sales rep or your channel manager or your channel evangelist, he or she is not doing what they do best. They need to be able to get the people to buy into them first. You said earlier, a lot of these MSPs are my friends. And that's true. You go out with them, you party with them, you're at conferences, mm -hmm. roadshows with them, you care about their business, you know a lot about their family members, you even connect with a lot of them on outside of LinkedIn on their Facebook pages because Absolutely. you care about them and they care about you. And people are buying you first and then they buy the product or the solution set. So that's one of the things that really stands out to me. And now that we have these MSPs who love Sean, who believe that he is actually helping them to guide their business in the right direction, whether it be 24 years old or 48 years old, whatever that age range would be. Now that they believe that this is the direction to go, what other ways does ConnectWise separate themselves from other IT service vendors out there in the marketplace today? Because now they, they're buying you, but now it's up to the company to do their part to make sure they stay on board. So what other things does ConnectWise do to set themselves apart today? Absolutely. That's a great question. So I'll start off with, you're absolutely right. They buy from you, right? We, you've been hearing for 15, 20 years, the buyer's journey changed and everything else, right? If you get on stage and you make any kind of impression, they look you up, whether it's a good or bad or indifferent, they know what company you work for, right? That's so, and if they like you, they'll dig more into your company. If they don't like you, they'll dig more into your company too, by the way, but just not to go near you. But if they like you, they will, and they'll start to source you out, right? Fact. So you have to be there. You have to listen to me. You have to give them information they want that's relevant and coherent. Now, coming back around. Now, once you do like me and you do want to work with me, my job, not my job, per, it's not what I'm hired for, but it's my job as a person to work amongst everybody and back to everybody find success together is to help you with your journey. Okay. So connect wise, we have a lot of moving parts and what they've done is they've invested heavily on the people in the company to work on the experience of partners. You know, 
make no mistake about it. We, we saw the rumblings two years ago about who's my account manager and whatnot, right? I mean, those things all started to happen and rightfully so. And, and that's something that the executive leadership team addressed. You know, they, they sat in the drawing board, they went back to the drawing board and said, okay, let's work on this. Let's fix this stuff, right? They hired me specifically to start being in the community to help them with that, to bring back the information. Like Jason McGee, our CEO, I text him. If there's a problem and I'm like, dude, what's going on here? Like anything I see with him. And by the way, Jason McGee, if you guys don't know, he's on the Facebook groups also. He responds. I'm like, stop responding, man. You're the CEO. You're not supposed to be there. Like be there and post some stupid memes or something. Be funny. Stop responding to people that say I have a ticket. Like literally he does. So, I mean, how can you not follow a guy like that? Right. So, you know, what ConnectWise started doing is they started to go back to the drawing board. They went back to the drawing board to start to figure out how do we make the, the MSP's journey and experience better, okay? And they start, and that's when they introduced a pod system where a pod will own and the group of MSPs and all the things they do from everywhere so that you are getting a business partner. Because I think that's the first thing that people miss. The size of ConnectWise and the products that they bring, it's not, a, it's not an app. An app, you can install an app for nothing, no cost, and it's something you just switch on, right? It's not the same thing. It's not downloading Netflix, okay? It's not. It is, you're about to use these tools back to business continuity to run your business. So it's to, for, for me to say it's an easy plug and play, that's, that would be a lie, right? It's, we know this. Nothing is to run your business. Nobody learned how to build an operating system by turning on an app. That's not how that works either, right? So we worked on the experience and the journey of MSPs and, and also vendors, connecting the dots. Also, to go one step further, if you guys haven't seen, and I'll give you guys the link for it, um, the Evolve Group, so Arlen Sorensen and those guys, they built Modes Theory. And Modes Theory, what that is, is it tells you where you are as a business owner, what mode you're in between a startup, a balance builder, a value builder, or empire builder. Because it's good for you to understand what your mentality is, but they've taken it one step further where they built a team modes as well. That way your whole team can take the modes because the one thing we started to find out too, and back to curating your journey, is that they, you're the business owner and you take a test, you take this and you're an empire builder, which means you're like, you're here to get money, get in and get out fast. You got this, for lack of a better term, you have a Donald Trump mentality because that's what he is, right? And he is an empire builder. Take a lot of money, grow a huge business, sell it off and make money, right? Quick. A value builder is somebody that constantly reinvests into their business to make it better. They become more profitable. They make it better for their clients. A balance builder is somebody that's actually, it's a light, more of a lifestyle business almost. So, and a startup is what it is, it's a startup. Now, everybody takes that assessment. All of a sudden you find out that I'm a empire builder, I'm the owner, but you know, Danny, you're a value, a value builder. So we're not, we're not aligned yet. So how do we get aligned? Where do we go? What do we do? That's the whole point behind it. That's just one part. Now they also have the, the SLI, which is our, you know, which is where we start talking about numbers, operational maturity. We do that for them through these programs as well. Again, all these things lead you to a better understanding of where you are as a business owner, the business itself is, and where you should go, right? And then it's our job, it's our responsibility when you're in with us, ConnectWise, to help you with that journey. Oh, you guys are here. You want to be here? Here's how you get here. Let's talk about this, this journey and what you should do next, you know? So that's, and remember, this is a huge alignment for ConnectWise. This was... You want to talk about being disparate when they when they did the acquisitions over the over 2018, 2019, and whatnot, they went we went right into COVID. So it was like not the same thing. So it was it's big for us and it's big for the partners because at this point, again, these are people paying for their their kids' college funds. It they it's day-to-day -day for them, and we treat it that way. This is Danny. During the pandemic, 
your organization made that shift. And just real quickly, can you talk about the mindset of your leadership team, the mindset of, of your CEO to be able to make that shift? Because during that time of COVID, we see that a lot of businesses really suffered, specifically in the SMB market. But yet, mm-hmm. ConnectWise made a shift and it actually kept the business in a very good, uh, what I call mindset going in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, what was the mindset of the leadership team during that process? So, you know, coming, going into COVID and I was the outsider from ConnectWise, right? So I was watching it. I, I was, I sponsored their events. I, I was involved in their communities, but I wasn't ConnectWise. And so I guess a couple of things to really think about that are so beneficial is that um, we're talking about a space that became 100% remote all of a sudden, right? So cloud everything became required. Digitalization. We all talked about digitalization for years and we're going to do it. Nobody ever did it, right? So first off, ConnectWise was already poised to have success as far as the business value profit had, right? Because it was, it was cloud, it was digital, whatever you could. And so they, you know, we, we launched our AZO platform, which is our next level of everything, where everything's gonna be working out of all our RMM, PSA, everything is all ultimately, and also vendors like you guys will integrate into this as well. The goal is to try to get a, a single source of truth portal if possible. We know that's not gonna be possible every, to everybody, but it's mitigate as much as we can. But the leadership, what they did that was smart, they went through that year of COVID with a lot of a lot of strong leaders between the Continuum and the ConnectWise groups that understood the space, so they could keep it rolling. Right? Um, we already had technology to actually work. They had technology work remote because it was already there, right? So that wasn't the challenge. But understanding how to do it was a challenge for everybody, right? Now they not only did they maintain, they also grew during that, that first year of all the shutdown, and then going into the next year, last year they started to really ramp up their leadership and pivot. Okay, because now you have to look to the future. Now that we know that something like COVID existed, that we that we've seen governments that can shut down everything, you have to really account for that. So in the MSP space, again, a lot of my friends were wildly successful as a result of COVID too. So it was really aligning with them. So it wasn't just leadership internally, but aligning with the MSP so they could stay maintaining business and how they can stay doing business. And again, the MSP staying doing business really came down to having the ability where they were able to provide value for their clients that also had the work remote. They're really the only MSP, the MSPs that suffered the most during that era were the ones that didn't know to pivot to digital. They still want to do on-prem solutions that they couldn't even go physically support. And then also the ones that were in the, in the hospitality industry, because hospitality did shut down, you know, there was no way of really doing anything about that, you know? So if anything that should have taught you guys as a whole industry is be diverse. And that's what ConnectWise is, is diverse. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, 
Look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is David. Don. What I love is hearing how ConnectWise and the leadership team said, look, in a challenging time, in a period of uncertainty, companies, they scale back. Companies, they shelter. Companies, they try to find ways to protect their, themselves going forward. And you guys said, no, we're going to find the opportunity within the struggle. And I love that mindset. And that's what Dan talked about is you saw an opportunity within the struggle to say, we're going to push forward. We're going to propel ConnectWise in a way that we add value to our clients. Mm -hmm. We show them that we're looking forward to strengthening our partnerships. That's what this is about. And that's why as an evangelist, you know what that means, because when times seem tough, that's when you shine the brightest. That's when you let people know this is why we're here. Now, the other thing that you're doing, Sean, which is interesting, besides all the events that you're participating in, you guys do something very unique at IT Nation. You have an exciting pitch acceleration competition coming up. And as a public speaking coach, one of the topics that I'm brought in to train on is elevator pitching and investor pitching. And I tell people, it's not the same. You've got to know exactly what you're talking about. You got to know how you're going to connect with people and you got to leave them in a position where they want to know more about you. So tell us about this IT pitch acceleration competition, because it sounds to me, from what I understand, if these incredible leaders present themselves and their organization in such a way where they get accepted, you're going to get them into a program where you guys actually coach and train. You're going to be pouring resources and time, and it goes beyond the value of the cash prizes. It goes beyond the value of, hey, let's hold your hand. You're going to do everything from system, business processes. It, I mean, tell me about this pitch acceleration competition at IT Nation. Sure. So the program started five years ago, and the goal was to find emerging technologies, right? Um, and again, not just emerging technologies, but ones that are um, cohesive with ConnectWise and also that actually provides value for MSPs, right? Because at, at the end of the day, we're here for the MSPs. The partners are what drive the business and direction of businesses. Same reason why Danny's building a market automation piece, right? Because it's required. It's demand that exists. So, you know, last year when I came to ConnectWise, they gave me the responsibility of running pitch it and which was great uh i didn't know much i knew about it it's a shark tank concept right but i i knew at it nation connect that they would stand on stage and they would pitch and then one person would win money and first and second place would win money third place they didn't but they got free booth space that's what i knew right that's all i knew about it um and i saw there were some really good technologies so but we wanted to change it and make it more value add for these vendors because they're putting time into it we want and we want to make sure that we're not just for the vendors, these emerging technology vendors, but also for the partners. We back to vetting things. Back to we. You don't. You know. I heard a line. I'm sure you guys heard a lot many times. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Right. The, the same rule applies here. Right. So if I bring in a bunch of deadbeat technologies that aren't going anywhere, then look at my look, look at the future. Right. And so you got to be mindful of that. So we vet these. So we, and by the way, applications 
Um, we're we're going we're to start accepting applications at February 1st for this season of Pitch It. Um, but what we do, so what we did though, is we, recreate, we recreated it, reimagined it, whatever word you want to use at this point, because I know reimagine is a very cool word anymore. We're reimagining everything. Um, and we created an accelerator program though. It was the first year, was last year of doing it. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to give, these guys are all, well, a lot more MSPs that started being a vendor because they were solving a problem. The smart business owners, they thought of almost everything, right? But no matter who you are, you still have a myopic view. You only you, you see certain things, right? And and what it boiled down to for us is we wanted to give them an experience where they can understand and maybe find some gaps in what they're doing today. So we brought experts in for as cameo coaches. They're actually practitioners in the space. There was not like it wasn't just some random person that was just going to give do a presentation deck. No, it's people that have practice in the space, like Michelle McBain, for instance. She when when you talk about social media and personalization. If, if she's not the guru, I don't know who is at this point, right? She gets it, right? And then like Heather Margolis, if you, you know, she she opened up her own business, her own companies and they were all around channel, right? Channel marketing, channel enablement, you know, and she, so she knows her stuff and she actually sold her company. So if you're gonna talk to a bunch of business owners that want to take it to the next level and possibly sell their company down the road or just learn how to work in the ecosystem, these are people you want to talk to. Even Arlen Sorensen, they did the modes assessment from Sadika Sar, understanding the persona they're going after. Again, it was an assessment to an assessment to a development. And then all during the course of it, you know, along with public speaking, learn how to pitch, learn how to break down their deck, learn how to talk to, and, and David, you said it right spot on. You have to understand your audience you're talking to. There is a drastic difference in mental questions that are going on with investors compared to buyers. Okay. If I'm a person user of your product, I only care if the product does A, B, C, D, and E. And if it costs enough for me, I mean, what's my three questions? How much does it cost? What does it do and how easy can I implement and get going, right? That's it. An investor says, how reliable are you as a business? Are, are, are you secure in your business? What does your future look like to grow and scale, right? That's it, right? Different. I mean, obviously there's way more involved, but those are the primary things you think about, right? Now, um, pitch it itself. The things we wanted to focus on was the training, helping them develop, right? But then also part of it was also getting them exposure. So we started a series of webinars. We did a lot of live streams with like Sierra Pacific Group. Uh, Tom Lawrence and myself did them on YouTube as well, where we were interviewing these guys. We were live streaming and promoting them so they could start getting feedback from, from partners and vendors in the space. They're also building their audience and they're also working on their speak because many of them don't do it. I can tell you how to say things all day long, but until you actually apply it and rinse and repeat, you'll never get it down. You won't, you just won't. An elevator pitch, I've, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been a train wreck on elevator pitches, right? Until every day, do it every day, right? You practice every day. You'll also clean it up as you go. And you become so finite in what you say. You're looking for that finite, flawless presentation always, whether it's an elevator pitch or a full-blown presentation. And so we work on all that. Now it's 16 weeks of this where they're getting it. And then they were assigned head coaches at the end. The three finalists were. We had 18 vendors in it last year, okay? We went 16 weeks and then we had a preliminary... Uh, competition to narrow down to three. And we worked with Matt Solomon and his team at Channel Program, where we did a virtual event, live event for two days. And we had all 18 vendors pitch. And we based it, and what we did was we broke down judging on um, popular vote. So the MSPs that watched got to say who they liked. And then we also had our, we had other judges that were watching that were looking at the ecosystem and looking at the partners and making sure everything aligned. And then also my team that I worked with which I have great people, uh, Louie, Andrew, and Ashley. They're from the Invent and the Ecosystem team. They're phenomenal. 
and they had a say we all talked about as well. At the end, there were three different entry points, basically, of scoring for them to determine who the three finalists were going to be. Once we determined three finalists, they then were assigned to head coaches, which, by the way, the three coaches, head coaches, they all had their own team. They all have been involved in Pitch It either as a winner or the founder of Pitch It, so they know their stuff or even were a judge before and a winner. And that way they were able to get firsthand knowledge on how to navigate and how to position themselves and how to talk about things. So further development. Um, and that led all the way up into IT Nation Connect where the finalists showed up on stage. Um, we had the most successful year we've ever had at Pitch It. Uh, the room was filled completely. Uh, it was actually, it was standing room in the back. Every seat was filled and there were, and there was standing room around the entire room. So I don't know how many people were in that room. I know they said that there were 300 seats so those were filled and then whoever was in the back. So not main stage, I'd say pretty damn good, right? And I want to give credit to the vendors that were involved because they all bought in, okay? They all bought into the concept. They all helped us build the brand. We focused on, I told them, I said, we build the program, the program builds you. This is how it works. It, it, it is a symbiotic relationship. So in the end, it was great. Uh, it was successful. We're getting ready to ramp up this year. We've already worked on some different plans to get a little bit. So you obviously want to improve, constant improvement. Um, we want to be, make it bigger and better. I, I want to make sure that at some point we're on main stage. I don't want to be not on main stage. And that's the goal. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. So Jason McGee, if you're listening to this, we want to be main stage next year or this year. Well, you heard it first. I can't wait until we're part of that pitch competition as well, but you definitely need to be on the main stage. 300 people, 300 seats is just not enough. That no. is for sure. And the fact that you're getting your partners engaged as well. And one of the things uh, we're, we're going to be having uh, Matt on as well. He just recently moved to Austin, so he and I will be going out for some uh, tacos, not just barbecue, but for some tacos and like tacos a here later. Exactly. He's here. I'm excited. I love He's actually not that far from me, believe it or not. He's maybe uh, 15 minutes away from where I am, so it's really See, exciting. Okay, so you're in Austin. Austin and Pittsburgh are very similar cities as far yeah. as the feel and vibe. Just you, yeah. get, you get warmer weather, more constant, but yep. it is exactly the same vibe. It's not a huge city. It's not, it's not <laughs> New York City. It's not Philly. It's a clean city. You know what I mean? It's like, it is very clean in there. It's not like Baltimore. Some people, you know, I'm just saying, David. You're okay, David. <laughs> um, but it's like a clean city and it's ha you have access to everything. I love right. Austin. And I love Torchy's tacos. They were so good. Oh my God. Come on down. We'll take you out. Uh, I, got, I, I told Matt I'll be taking him out as well. So come on down. <laughs> now, I want to talk about something that you and I both have a passion of. We both uh, have an affinity because of our love for the military and uh, our love for just uh, the, the servitude of the individual leaders that are in the military. I've learned a lot. It actually helped me with my business. I uh, spent uh, eight years myself in the Army, and I was very fortunate to do most of my work in Washington, D.C. At, at Walter Reed Medical Center. And i um, really happy. I won't tell you exactly when because then people know how old I am. Uh, but let's just say there, there was a war going on, and, and that was the reason why I joined at that time. But not the war you're thinking of, a war way before that. So <laughs> tell us. Tell our audience a little bit about uh, your specialty in, in the military and about how that actually helped craft who you are as an individual today and how it actually helped you to become a leader that you are today. Because I believe for me in my professional career, learning about teamwork, learning really the true, the true sense of the word battle buddy, leaving nobody behind, learning the true sense of everybody following and doing their role better than anything else, and then making sure we get together and have these learning meetings to share where did we learn, what can we improve on, and then let's go do it again. It was very beneficial for my career, and it's very beneficial for me running my own company. So tell us a little bit about that background that you have, and how has that uh, built you up over this time? 
Absolutely. Well, first, Danny, thank you for your service, of course. Um, it's not everybody can do it, and everybody has their own reasons to do it. Uh, I didn't join because I wanted to go to war. I joined because I wanted to be out of trouble. I had nowhere else to go. Let's be honest. Um, I was not the best of teenagers, and I had a and my and I and when I was 18, my first thought, my eldest daughter was born when I was 18. I was like, I gotta do something different. I can't be here. So literally got married during uh my Christmas exodus. Um, yeah, I went to Fort uh, Leonardwood, Missouri for basic. Um, remember certain dates and times, November 4th, 1994. I'll tell you my age. I don't care. I'm old. I'm cool with that. Um, I still got a few years on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember getting to Fort Leonardwood, Missouri and I, and one of the, and the first eye-opening experience to me was that, and people think I'm exaggerating and Danny, you'll be able to attest to this because when you meet people from all around the world and around the country, Depending on whether it's very different, right. very different people, right? It is. And it's Missouri in November and it's cold there. I'm gonna make sure we're very clear. It is very it is so cold, it didn't snow, but there's somehow ice everywhere. Okay. Trees are frozen. I've never seen trees freeze like that until there, right? And the wind is constantly blowing. I remember I get down there and and you know, the NCOs, and they're not even the drone instructors, they're just the readiness NCOs getting you ready for in processing. They get on the bus and like, get off this bus. You got five seconds. Well, first off, it's impossible to go off a bus in five seconds with 200 people. Okay. And you're never going to succeed. And they know that they just want to mess with you. Right. I remember I get out and I'm like, I'm from Pittsburgh and it was cold. I was real cold. And there's this guy that's standing in front of me. He's from the Bayou in Louisiana. Like, I mean the Bayou Bayou. So he has like coveralls that are ripped on and sandals and a straw hat and no shirt under the coveralls. This poor guy, like, and you could tell he didn't know what he was looking at or what was going on. He, and again, 94. So we didn't have access to the internet like we do now. You couldn't just see videos of like, oh, I'm going here. Let's look at TripAdvisor. This stuff didn't exist, right? Man, I never saw somebody's body shake so much in my life. And partially because we're scared. The other part, because he was freezing, right? I'm sure, I'm pretty sure he felt that for months to come, right? Um, so that was my very first experience. And I was like, I think I'm in the wrong place. This is going to be rough. And and I didn't, and I don't know that I was the role model soldier in the beginning or even in the end. I don't know. I, I mean, I, although back to being a, your worst, own worst critic, I would never, I was never going to be great. But what I did learn is, uh, and what I did thrive at is I say yes to everything. And, you know, up to and including like, I didn't know what airborne was. I didn't know what air assault was. I didn't know what expert infantry was. I know what those things are, but I badged that on all of them. I did then, you know, I, and I remember I, I went to be a combat engineer because I was 18 and they're like, Hey, for, they're like, hey, do you want to blow shit up? Is what they said to me. Well, I'm 18. Yeah, I want to blow shit up. I'm a boy. Yeah, let's go. I was out. That's how I picked my MOS, which was a bad idea. They also gave me a $3,000 signing bonus, which was my other bad idea. If they're paying you extra money, there's a reason why they're paying you that, right? You have like an eight-second life expectancy, right? That's what they're telling you. I'm like, yeah, for $3,000. I, I basically bartered my life for $3,000. Um, so if anything, the military is humbling. And what I did learn, though, during the course of it is, you know, volunteer, get involved. And but also you're stronger together than individually. Right. Um, you have a skill set I don't have. I have a skill set you don't have and take away the skill set. But we also have our emotional um, strengths. Right. So when things get really hard and in different ways, because what's hard for you may not be hard for me and vice versa. Right. What I get stressed about, you don't, but what I do, vice versa, and that too, right? So it's important to build up your people around you 
because they're, you're going to fall in hard times regardless. Life is hard. Not always, but it is. And when it happens, who do you rely on? Yeah. The person you worked with, you built up with your battle buddy, your group. Um, and, and that was a big part of it. And because again, even as the leader, being a leader is the loneliest job. Yeah. Right. Because you are the one that everybody looks at. So you can't be vulnerable all the time, if, if ever. Right. Or at least you can't appear to be vulnerable. Let's say that. And so, but in humility, you can be vulnerable and vulnerability is a strength then. Because if you make it very transparent, you set the expectation, I'm a human, by the way, I'm not a machine. First off, your colleagues, your employees, your subordinates, your supervisors, they respect you more, no matter what they have to. And if they don't, at least you respect yourself enough and more, you know, to the point where you can actually say, I told you, I'm giving you what I have. And so now we got to work together. How do we make this work? It shows that you're, again, I use the word humble a lot. I'm very humbled. I've had a blessed life. I grew up very, very poor and I'm now able to give back things I couldn't have. So I've had the luxury of doing this and seeing this and working with great people and in the military, the one thing, again, humbling experience taught me how to simplify things. I our CISO from ConnectWise also was in the army, right? I just talked to him before I got on this call and I said, you know, the one thing I think, the one thing I definitely took away from the military for sure is the ability to dumbify things, make it simple, get to the mission, finish the mission, move on. That's it. Let's not talk about all the things we can do. The what if factor will stop you from doing anything, from everything. What if will always stop you. Stop saying what if, just say what's next. This is Danny. And I think uh, you're saying is so crucial and so key. It's the first thing that stood out to me is that you volunteered and that you just said yes to a lot of things. And people kept asking me, during the time when something was kicking off overseas, uh, I was actually accepted into the Naval Academy and they, I wouldn't be able to serve right away. I'd have to do my five years uh, in nuclear engineering. And I said, well, how can I serve right now? And the army was a, the clearest path for me to serve right away. Mm-hmm. And when I did my MOS and it was great, it was, I loved it. Uh, I went to the nursing school route. Um, but before that, uh, I did my basic training at Fort Knox, and we had these three hills called misery, agony, and heartbreak. And literally, when they say I had to walk uphill two miles each way, I, I can tell my kids that I actually had to walk up this hill carrying a rucksack and my um, <laughs> my machine, and I mean just everything. And and when, uh-huh. when one of the soldiers couldn't do it, my battle buddy couldn't do it. I had to take some of the load off that he had, and I carried it myself. We we're gonna march up this two mile hill, and it was a one of the things that we just kept going, and I kept asking myself, what do I need to do? I volunteered to be the leader. So I had to motivate my team to go up. Even though I was dying, I had blisters all over my feet. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you guys go in, I'm going to tell you guys, pantyhose is your best friend because you wear those <laughs> underneath your socks. It reduces the rub and the friction, uh-huh. and you won't get blisters everywhere. Because as soon as that march was done, I had had to peel off blisters all over my feet. Yep. Uh, I couldn't say, you know, can I pull over drill sergeant? Can I pull over? Cause I'm hurting. No, everybody's going up that hill. And I learned a valuable lesson as a leader. And it's not your job just to motivate people, but you have to tell them the tips and sick, the tips and secrets and how to get over the hill. So Absolutely. thank you for your service. And uh, I'm glad that you brought that up and we'll have to get together and have a, a veterans outing uh, at the next uh, IT nation or something like that. Absolutely. We, we typically have a, uh, if you notice, IT nation connect falls on veterans day almost every year. So again, that's where I shake my face on Veterans Day, right? And so we do do this stuff. And, and it's, uh, it's funny you mentioned pantyhose because it's pantyhose and Vaseline, right? Um, and so when I got to Fort Bragg, 
North Carolina, it was required every year you do a 20 mile ruck march as part of the requirement. And again, out of pride, you, you know, like you have to have at least 45 pounds in your ruck, right? But no, we don't do that. We do like 90 pounds because we have to be able to both, we have to be able to brag about the fact that we did 90 pounds or 110 or God knows what, right? Take your pick. And 20 mile ruck march was no joke. And Fort Bragg has a ton of sand, man. I think I don't like beaches as a result of Fort Bragg. I mean, I like beaches to look at. I can sit there and drink a margarita, whatever, but I don't want to run around in the sand and play in it because every step you take in sand is only half a step because mm. you go backwards. No matter you step in it and the sand goes back. Step and by the way, try to dig, try to dig a foxhole in that. It sucks. It's horrific. And so yeah, we do the 20 mile ruck march. And I like the first time I ever did it, my toenails fell off. Yeah. Talk about pantyhose, socks, and Vaseline and why it's important. It like I lost three toenails and you can't stop it, right? But you know what? No, I can still tell people I had 95 pounds on my ruck and I beat them in time so they can they can deal with it how they want to. I still cried, even though I cried probably for like a week because I had pain everywhere. But once you do it once, you start learning and uh and you just suck it up. You know that in the army they say suck it up and drive on, right? And that's a fact. I still live by that. Um I still live by suck it up and drive on. You can't, you can, you can only control your attitude towards the things. You can't control what's going to happen. That's the only thing you have control over. You have no control over what's going to happen day to day in life. You can set up a whole process around your day. You can be structured as you want, but you can't guarantee that. You can't guarantee if you're going to have a cold today, right? You can't guarantee if it's going to be a sunny day or a rainy day. But you can guarantee how you can guarantee how you look at things and make, you know, somebody told me one time, stop saying you have to do something. Start saying you get to do something. This is David Sean, and I'll sit here and tell our listening audience that I can literally watch my twin and Sean just go at it all day. You can tell these guys connect. They gel in such an incredible way. They got these incredible brains, this IT technology. Let's tie in the partnerships. Let's strengthen those relationships. Oh, by the way, we both understand the mindset you need to have to get things done. Military background. There's no excuses being made. They get it done. So, if you're here listening to the podcast, you love what we're talking about. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're following Sean and what he's doing. Because the truth of the matter is we're all meant to evangelize. But few are true evangelists. And Sean is an evangelist for ConnectWise, a platform of software and services built for technology service providers. But not only is he doing that, he's an advocate for always adding value to the channel community. He does this with his energy. He does this with his knowledge. He does this with his passion. If you want to learn more about Sean and ConnectWise, find him on LinkedIn and also visit ConnectWise.com. Ask about the pitch competition. Sean, thank you for joining Twins Talk It Up. We're excited about this new partnership we're building and we can't wait to see where this goes. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I'm excited. I'm always excited. So I guess that's how it goes. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram 
at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.